Well, well, well. Fast damn nation and beautiful people. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. First of all, this is Thanksgiving Eve. I want to say Happy Turkey Day uh, to everybody tomorrow. If you, if you, if you, if you like anybody in my family, you cook the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, you prep everything. You let everybody know who's going to come to your house. They got to let you know ahead of time. You know, these are different times. They can't just pop up like they used to. But uh, happy Turkey Day to everybody from the Best Damn Crew. And introducing the Best Damn Crew, I got the one and only boss of all bosses. They call him the Renaissance Man. The genie of the best damn wrestling podcast, the one and only LP. What's going on, everybody? Uh, next, I have the Sultan of Spices. Huh? Uh, some might call him the Pastry Pimp. <laughs> Pop Chalice. Uh, but we know and love him as Chef Showtime. What's happening? What's good? What's good? Oh, man. Uh, thank you for watching us today and listening to us on all of the other platforms such as iHeartRadio, Pandora. Uh, you can say Alexa, play the best damn wrestling podcast and she will play it. Uh, so we'd like to thank you for everyone in Radio Land. Uh, listening to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast and Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, fellas, what's been going on? Let me uh, go ahead and hit Chef since he just uh, quits his thirst that big ass can. <laughs> 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 I'm None right now. I'm just getting food ready for tomorrow. Preparing the meals. Alright. Preparing the meals. You hit me, Jack. Oh man, LP, busy man. Uh, you got a big fashion show coming up, man. What's going on with you, brother? I know, man. This I really been preparing for that a lot this week. That's my my next from here on the next week. I'll be pretty much working on that uh, until that show come on. So, but oh, right man. now, right now I'm ready to eat tomorrow. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Uh, and beautiful people, my name is Brian Renegade. Uh, if you don't know me, now you know. Uh, welcome to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for watching. We got a hell of a show for you tonight. Uh, fellas, we are uh, on the eve of War Games. And one of my favorite um, events of the year, Survivor Series. I'm so excited about it. Uh, and you know I got to do this each and every Wednesday. Uh, it's my favorite segment. Beautiful people and fellas, prepare yourself for hot topics. Um, it's been a lot going on on the outside of the wrestling world. You know, us wrestling fans, we can build a bubble out, you know, in, in the wrestling world. And we kind of know a lot of stuff that, that goes on. Uh, and sometimes the wrestling world 
bleeds into pop culture. It's been happening ever since the early 80s, uh, and that's been happening lately. Um, I want to first start off the show by recognizing somebody who played an influential part in my childhood on one of my favorite uh, TV shows, Power Rangers. Um, Jason David Frank uh, passed away recently um, and fans all over the world uh, and friends and family of his are mourning, uh, especially the tragic way that he went out. Um, and so we at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast we would uh, like to wish uh, Jason David Frank's family uh, and close friends our closest condolences um, as fans. I remember the first time I saw Power Rangers. I had my pajamas on. I had a full head to toe onesie on, Jack. <laughs> I believe it was Batman or, or, or something like that. Uh, and I remember sitting on my couch and it was the premiere of the Power Rangers and I was so excited. And I remember just sitting there watching it in awe, watching the very first episode um, and any fan of the Power Rangers knows that one of the best and still greatest episodes is with the introduction of uh, Jason David Frank's character, Tommy and the Green Ranger. Uh, I want to go around the table and, and just see, uh, first, first of all, allow you guys to say something um, and then to see, you know, why did you like the character uh, of Tommy in the Power Rangers? Let me go, Chef. <clears throat> I love the I love the Green Ranger. He was the bad boy at first. He was the bad guy that turned good guy. That's what I liked about him. You know, and he had the best. He had the best uh, dinosaur. You know, the Godzilla looking one. Uh, yeah, I think his award was probably uh, one of the most powerful, man. Uh, it shot like rockets out of his fingertips and it had a tail and it roared and he had a little whistle uh, that he used to use and, and call the, the dinosaur <laughs> man and I always thought that was really cool. Uh, LP, man, I know you a cosplay uh, fan, man, and, and Power Rangers fan. Uh, let me know what impact the, uh, the character Tommy had on you. Oh man, it's like everybody else, you know, when I was a, I remember being a kid watching, I remember, I used to watch Power Ranger every time it came on. So like the first time he showed up, everybody was like, oh my God, we got, who's this Ranger? And of course, it's like Chef said, you know, he was the bad guy at first. He beat the hell out of the, he beat the hell out of them five on one. Like, that's <laughs> if you, if you want to compare the first time somebody showed up on the show, that's one of the bad, he jumped into the Zord, kicked everybody out of the Zord. And then beat them down five on one. Like my boy Jason, who was the man at that point in time, he got smashed and everybody got smashed. So I mean, then when they made him good, it was great. When it became the White Ranger, when he when he had became the White Ranger with a talking sword, oh. and, the, and the fans just like, and he's always been there throughout the years. Like I think that the greatest thing about him is he he, he was in there five, six, seven, eight different Power Rangers, not just Mighty Morphin. Like we remember when we was young. That's why so many fans gravitate toward him. Because the other Rangers, you know, they they didn't really 
do that much after him they're amazing but like with him he's the he's the pivot he's he's the he's the top of the, the top of the wheel uh with us so I, I, I was very hurt when i heard the news and i i hate that i, I had a couple chances to meet him because he came he comes to the galaxy times i hear all the time and i never did it now and that's one of the things like I wish I would have, you know, wish I would have had him to meet him. But he, he'll definitely always be a, a young part of, uh, you know, my childhood and everything. Real. Yeah, man, he was a, a real life ninja, man. Like <laughs> everything he played, uh, he also fought in the UFC uh, for a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it was the UFC, but it was the mixed martial arts promotion. So. Uh, I, you know, so UFC style fighting. If you're not familiar with mixed martial arts, um, but he was a, he was a real fighter, man. And um, man, I, I hate that you know that that happened. And uh, you know, I, like I said, I wish his family and his friends uh, well wish you know well wishes and and uh, you know just to show our condolences, uh, man. So we salute you, uh, Jason David Frank. You always be a Power Ranger and a superhero to us. Yeah. Oh man, uh, moving along a little bit. Uh, if you guys are familiar with AEW, they had one of their uh, big shows uh, recently. Um, full Gear. I heard it was a great show. I just, I really didn't get an opportunity to really, really check it out and catch it. But I did see uh, a little bit of media. <laughs> what do you call it? The media skirmish uh, after everything. And we have a new AEW champion, NMJF. Uh, he beat John Moxley. Um, this is uh, apparently. A, a big screw job because William Regal interfered and slid the brass knuckles over to him uh, where he was able to grab it and, and knock John Moxley out and pin him for the one, two, three. Boom. We have a new AEW champion. Uh, but I want to show you guys uh, just a little clip that I found uh, of the media skirmish right after uh, the match and, and the event ended. This is MJF. The new AEW champion. They are a changing. Oh, he's here. You wait your turn, baby. People pay to see me, not you. Let's talk, shall we? AEW is now destination television once again. The ship has been steered properly once again. This belt is now the most important belt in this entire sport. And it states the three letters. And it damn sure ain't AEW. I know for a motherfucking fact it ain't MOX. It's MJF. God damn it, people are fucking dumb, man. No offense. No offense. You had sympathy for the devil? What are you fucking stupid? You morons bit on every single word I had to say this past couple of months, huh? I wanna earn it. I wanna fuck that. I deserve it, cause I'm the best wrestler in the fucking world and every single one of you know it on the microphone in the ring nobody can touch me that's a fact nobody is on my level and then to think you guys still believe me when i put over this motherfucker this past wednesday 
Grow the fuck up. No offense. Grow up. Now let's talk a little bit, huh? Uh, MJF, what's going on with you and Regal? You know, we're all really interested. What's going on? How'd that link up start? You think I'm gonna tell you, dumb motherfucker? Huh? With 70,000 fucking hardcore marks watching at home jerking off in their grandma's basement? Huh? To my velvet voice? You think I give a shit? No, if you want to know anything about the most important man in professional wrestling, you gotta tune in to the MJF show. That's every Wednesday on TBS. And you know damn well that is now Destination TV. Now, here's what's gonna fucking happen, okay? I'm gonna take a shower. I'm gonna get all of Moxie's disgusting hepatitis A through Z off of me. And then, in the morning, I'm gonna do what nobody else on the roster does because I'm the only real fucking star here. I'm gonna hop on a jet and I'm gonna go to my goddamn movie set. Anybody got any questions? Huh? Just kidding. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Champs fucking out, baby! Oh my god. <laughs> First of all, uh, we 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 apologize for the language. Uh, <laughs> we apologize for the language. We try to keep so clean. Uh, but man, that was one hell of a, uh, a interview, man. I want to get your thoughts on how you feel MJF will be as a champion, uh, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on the overall media skirmish. Uh, let's go, LP. Uh, I mean, it's it's typical for him. I mean, I you know, for every time I see him, he, he he, I think he's better on the mic than he is in the wrestling ring. I don't really think he's that good of a wrestler, but I think when it comes to promos and talking trash, he's definitely uh, one of the best. That's why a lot of people were thinking he was going to WWE. He can never go to WWE because he won't be able to do the stuff he does so that makes him MJF. Like he would be so watered down. On WWE, that I don't think he would ever go over there. But you know, I, you know, the me, the media stuff, they try to make it look realistic, and I don't even like when UFC fighters still do it. So I, I don't really care about that. But he, he pretty much uh, let everybody know how he felt. <laughs> that's that's definitely for sure. But, yeah, you know, typically in Uh He definitely did that, man. Um, I, I like the MJF character. I, 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 I don't even really remember seeing a match that kind of stuck out where he wrestled and I'm like, oh man, this kid is good. I know he's probably good at storytelling in the ring. I don't remember really watching a lot of his matches. Um, so I'm, I'm not an MJF wrestling fan, but I'm a fan of this character and who he is, man, and his brashness. Uh, a lot of people said, you know, uh, he reminds them of The Miz uh, and how The Miz is. But uh, I think MJF is in a in a whole different lane uh, of, of how he comes across to people. Chef, what do you think about MJF as the new champion? I know it's going to be a nice little grudge match going back and forth with him and Moxley. But, you know, eh, I don't like his wrestling, but it's something to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think that if I'm Tony Khan, 
I'm crapping in my pants, man, because you don't know what this guy is going to say. And AEW is really trying to have more international appeal. Uh, they're really trying to have more uh, company branding appeal. And you have a, a champion like MJF that you can't control that will say anything. Uh, and he really doesn't care. He's not threatened by the money thing because apparently they say he's uh, pretty well lawful. He's, he was rich before the wrestling. Um, but he, he's a hot wrestler, man. Um, some of the stuff that he says is very outlandish, very brash, very reckless in a, in a lot of ways. And if I'm Tony Khan, I'm terrified because I don't know what this guy is going to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so let me break in. The wrestler of the group, Mr. Everything, Victor and Roots. What's happening, sir? What's going on? What's going on? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. We can see you, brother. We can hear you, too. Uh, man, we were just talking about MJF uh, being a new champion. Uh, he, he cut a, a, a scathing interview right after the full year event uh mr everything let me know how you feel about mjf as the aew champion uh it's a definitely a really good move from aew i think it may be a scared move because he's been dropping a lot of um you know indicates that he's gonna go somewhere else so i don't know if they were taking it seriously or this is already in the plans but it's a good move for him. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do next. Like you said a while ago, MJF is a very dangerous person. He, he can't say, he will say anything. So we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, man. Uh, I looked at Tony Khan's face the whole entire time. <laughs> Tony Khan. Man, I, I, I couldn't really gauge how he was really feeling, man. But I could tell it wasn't really good some of the things that he was saying. Um, like I said, if, I, if, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm, I'm really trying to evaluate if it's going to be a good move for business. Um, John Moxley, he would bleed everywhere, but he put on great matches. MJF is a different type of champion. Uh, like a punk, you really don't know what this guy is going to say at any given moment. And uh, to a lot of shareholders, in AEW, that can be very, very scary <laughs> uh, because you say the wrong thing, especially nowadays. Um, they'll jump all over you, man, and you'll lose some sponsors uh, really, really quick. So, congratulations to MJF, man, for being the new AEW champion. Uh, I think that if they put the right type of people with MJF, it's going to put some very interesting storylines. Uh, in AEW, I'm really interested to see where that's going to go and how long they're going to keep him as a champion. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Everything. Well, well, here's the thing. The things that MJF is saying, it's true. It's, it's no lies in what he says. So, I think this is going to clean up AEW in, in a way. Whatever MJF says, 
and it's in a sense be true. Tony Khan has no choice but to look at it and say, you know what? This man is making a lot of sense. He's making a lot of statements. And a lot of it's freaking true. So why not clean up this mess? Why not clean up everything and, and make AEW better? Make it be the the sole company that it can be. Make it be the competition that everybody is claiming to be. Just, let's just do it. Like, what are we waiting for? Why are we sitting there waiting for WWE to mention us during their uh, DS video game? Why, why do you need all that? Why can't you do your own stuff? Why can't you bring your own company up? Why would you need another company to make you just to have some money? Cast and I can say up there is telling you everything that needs to be done. Just why not just do it? Oh, man. Um, I know we talked about it before, right? Uh, who looks good in the suit? Who can who can carry the company? Who can uh, cross promote? I think MJF can do all that. Attain MJF can do all that. Uh, but like I said, man, he he's a very dangerous type of wrestler because he can't really be negotiated with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he knows he's hot. He knows he has a great character. Uh, he doesn't need money. He's there for the love of it. People uh, really care about MJF. But I think they, the, the incident with um, the elite, with uh, the Young Bucks and, and uh, Kenny Omega and CM Punk thing, uh, that kind of showed that nobody's above the, the company a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, they got they kind of got rid of CM Punk, but they just brought back the elite. Uh, they brought back the, the three members, and uh, they participated in full gear in the trios championship match, uh, which I believe they lost. But they're back in the company. They're back in AEW. I know a lot of AEW fans are super excited about that. Um, so. We'll see if CM Punk comes back or if he decides to do something a little different. Um, also, sticking with the AEW train, have you guys seen the interactions between Jade Cargill and the one and only Bow to the Wiz Out? <laughs> uh, Bow Wow uh, or Chad Moss uh, is thinking about becoming a wrestler. And he's thinking about premiering in AEW. He's been having some back and forths with AEW star, uh, undefeated 42-0 champion Jade Cargill, uh, who is the TBS Women's Championship. Um, I'm excuse me, TBS champion. Uh, and her and Bow Wow have been having some... Uh, some back and forth on social media. First, Bow Wizzle tried to holler at her. He was like, oh, you know, I want to get at you. Jay was like, you can't afford to take me out on a date. And then it just went south from there. Uh, I don't know why Bow Wow was beefing with a female wrestler, but I want to get you, <laughs> you guys' thoughts on uh, this Bow Wow versus Jay Cargill. And are you interested in seeing Bow Wizzle in the squared circle. Uh, let me go, Chef. I would never want to see Lil Bow Wow wrestle. <laughs> never. 
Hey man, he he might be good, man. He might shock you like a bad bunny. You know, you know, you never know. What well, you gonna think everything's fake? Like everything uh, fake, fake, fake. It's fake for him. He can't, he can't do it. He broke. He can't do it, man. I don't know. He I want to see him take a bump or two, man. LP, what do you think about Bow Wow in the wrestling ring? Shad Moss in the wrestling ring. It's horrible. And not only the how your first beat gonna be with a female, that's even like where is it even where is that gonna go? Is that gonna be his first match? Like they need to stop. They working that hard though. She was on a breakfast club, like they really they really working it. It's a hard work, but it's a pointless work. And it's all Bow Wow's gonna be the one that he ain't Bow Wow's not gonna look good and none of the outcomes whatsoever. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Mr. Everything, what do you think about Bow Wow in AEW? This, uh, this is a complete waste of time. A complete uh, waste of time, okay. <laughs> Bow Wow doesn't really have the clout anymore, you know what I'm saying? So, nobody's really looking at him anymore, nobody's talking about him, he's trying to make a name for himself off of somebody else. And he's like just doing the most right now. Um, I know there's been rumors of him wanting to train with Rikiki. I'm not sure how much that's actually happened. Um, you know, the independents haven't heard anything else. When we first heard about him wanting to train, like what, uh, two years ago? It, it lasted for maybe a month, and then that nobody heard anything else until recently we started talking to Jake. So. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, like like LP just said, it ain't gonna do nothing for him. I mean, what what male is he actually gonna get rid of? I can't even see nothing with Jungle Boy. Let's 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 stop. Let's let's talk about wrestling and not bow wow. Let let him stay right in the So fast. <laughs> Well, I, th I think this is leading me uh, to uh, the ultimate question that I have uh, and, and a whole nother hot topic is I see black culture uh, and Latin culture uh, embracing wrestling. It's almost reminiscent of the early 80s, early 90s. I think that's what they're, what they're trying to do with it. I know uh, WWE for years have always included entertainers, uh, athletes, uh, singers, pop icons in wrestling to bring more eyeballs. AEW has been doing it a lot lately with a lot of the rap, uh, rappers uh, that they've had come into it and also a lot of uh, uh, sports and entertainers. Um, I want to. I, I want to see what you guys feel about that subject of the culture, as we call it, uh, embracing wrestling. Um, let me go, LP. I uh, I don't think I don't think as a culture we ever going to embrace it like we used to embrace it. Like from saying "suck it" or "NWO for life," like. I don't think we can ever get there as a as a as a culture. As in like the black culture following wrestling like that. I don't I, I think the little bit we can get is what we get, 
And I think that's what they're trying to do with Bow Wow, but just like Mr. Everything said, Bow Wow, he's not even popular in music no more. He's a joke. So if they, if that was a horrible idea to think he was gonna be the, uh, <laughs> he was gonna be the connection. They should have, they then brought Snoop Dogg in and you know, they bring all these other people in, but like, if, unless they bring in Drake or somebody who's like current, current, it's not, I don't, I don't think the culture ever is gonna accept it like it. Uh, <laughs> You can't bring in Drake. <laughs> you can't bring in. Why not? <laughs> nobody like Drake right now. I think Drake in the ring. Hold, hold up. First of all, I'm going to advocate for Drake to come <laughs> and get in a wrestling ring. First of all, I think that would be great. <laughs> I think I think that would be great. You know, Cardi B was Cardi B was supposed to have came in at one point in time because she had a. Uh, online beef with a couple of WWE performers. I, I guess nothing happened from that. She was that supposed was... to be in SummerSlam, but she was pregnant at the time. Mm. And uh, I was I was going to get the tickets, but then I realized she wasn't going to be there like that because she was about to have a baby. So um, I'm pretty sure she will later on down the line. Uh, you know, the door is open. Um, you know, the Migos uh, who just who just lost member uh, takeoff. Uh, in a tragic shooting, um, they were huge, or they are huge uh, WWE wrestling fans, also. Um, so, and they rapped about Ric Flair, probably Ric Flair and, and uh, Hulk Hogan and Ricky Steamboat, probably the three most mentioned uh, wrestlers in hip hop lyrics, I would say. Um, What's that? Rick Flair, the connection. Why, why do we need anybody else to make the connection? Rick Flair, that's all we do. Rick Flair and Snoop Dogg. Those are the main two. That's all we, we don't need nobody else. Everybody else is going to sit down. I haven't seen a little scrappy. He's doing good. And we're doing a lot of stuff in Georgia and we make this uh, in New York. Uh, and dude is actually nice. I, I give him his credit. He's actually nice in the ring. Uh, it's still like a rap match. in the ring and turn into a rap wrestling match. So he's, he's nice. Uh, Juicy J had a match. That didn't last too long. I guess he figured it was too much. But it's a It's all just crap. Man, uh... I would love to see a little scrappy match. I would love to see little scrappy come out to you don't want no problems. I <laughs> that would be iconic to me uh, to see little scrappy come out to you don't want no problem problems. <laughs> I would love to see that. Well, I, I'll say this real quick though. Even though I don't think the community as black culture really going to get like it used to, they definitely use our culture to make wrestling popular because. Look at John Cena. I mean, John Cena's a prime example. Like, and when he started acting, you know, like he was from the streets. <laughs> that's when he, that's when he took off. And uh, who else we could say? Uh, uh, from Too Cool and uh, the Nasty Boys and even even the NWO, the NWO Red and Black. That was script. like you know. So our culture gets used a lot with yeah. them, rest. but um. I just don't think we just embrace like. Yeah, uh, I I think it's slowly becoming uh, 
em, embraced and, and looked at as a sport. I know uh, once a few documentaries came out, it kind of took some blows to the credibility, credibility, credibility of wrestling. I had to lick my lips, boy, after a little drop. <laughs> um, and so I know there was a period of time where I stopped watching. Um, and then I started picking it up probably right around 2000 and I say 16. Um, and then I started getting into it again. But now wrestling at, uh, at an all-time high. You see a lot of wrestlers uh, interfuse themselves in hip-hop. And then you also see a lot of rappers. Like I see West Side Gun in AEW and WWE all the time. This dude is sitting front row at every match <laughs> you know what i mean but he's uh really representing man wale is a huge wrestling fan um and he has some workings with the wwe and uh as you just mentioned snoop dogg is a wwe hall of famer Let that awesome. sleep in there. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah snoop dogg has contributed a lot to infusing the hip hop culture uh, within wrestling, and I think he's he's uh, really been a, a, a catalyst for that in all of the the products and the brands that he uh, represents. Shaq is another one. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, um, he wanted to wrestle. His his first match in ring uh, was against Cody Rhodes and Jay Cargill. I mean, he had Jay Cargill as a partner, but his first match was against uh, Cody Rhodes. Nope, where Shaq. Did a big bump through the table. His first match was with the show. Man, so um, I, I love seeing rest, wrestlers and rappers interacting. Um, also, actors and, and comedians. I've seen, uh, what's my boy name? Kevin Hart. Uh, he did a, a, a couple of things with the WWE. And I, I'm pretty sure I can see him doing something with uh, wrestling sometime in the future because that is a great platform. <laughs> for a lot of entertainers to kind of boost their star up. Uh, but I love seeing that interaction. I love seeing that that fusion. Uh, and that's, I believe in essence, that's what we are, man. We, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, is the culture integrated with wrestling. You know what I mean? We give fresh uh, outlooks. All of us have our areas of expertise in, in our professions. Um, but we all have an outlook on that, and we represent the culture. <laughs> we represent the culture, and we're and we're talking about wrestling. So uh, we're trying to make wrestling something that's not taboo, man. It, it's really entertaining. This sport, uh, it's great storylines, uh, and we want to show uh, why the culture embraces wrestling as a whole, and we are advocates, the pioneers of that. Uh, here at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Uh, moving on, fellas. Uh, there was speaking speaking of the same thing with entertainers and wrestling, uh, kind of interjecting. Chris Jericho was res recently on The Masked Singer. If you don't know what The Masked Singer is, it's a show where celebrities. They uh, put on these costumes and outfits and they sing and, and people uh, have to guess who they are. Uh, Chris Jericho was a pink 
dragon in a wedding dress. Uh, and as soon as I heard his, heard the voice come out, I was I immediately knew who that was. I was like, that is Chris Jericho. Uh, so I want to see if you guys have had eyes on that. Jeff, what do you think about uh, Chris Jericho on The Masked Singer? It, I, I watched that little that episode. was funny. You know what I mean? You can, like, certain people, when you watch that show, you, you hear their voice and you know who it is. Like, Chris Jericho's one of them people. He got this distinct voice that you, when you hear it, you know it's him. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it was great. LP, did you get a chance to check out your boy Chris Jericho as the Pink Dragon on The Masked Singer? No, I don't, I don't watch the man. I don't watch the Masked Singer, but uh, I saw a couple of clips on Twitter. And the first time I, just like you, the very first time I seen it, I was like, it ain't no need to even watch them more. This <laughs> he tried, he tried to disguise it a little bit, but he did a horrible job. Like, but you know, the people on the panel didn't know, but fans, that's fans knew. But yeah, the, the people on the panel got to be some of the dumbest people because they don't never know who nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fans immediately knew. Uh, Mr. Everything, let me ask you, uh, since you're a wrestler, how important is it to do other things outside of wrestling? I know you model and you act yourself. How is it, how is it important is it to, to uh, build up your brand by doing other things outside of wrestling? Well, like we were talking about a while ago, um, making a connection with the culture, with every different thing, as far as entertainment, professional wrestling, and everything else. The main thing is why I do a lot of us do these uh, transitions to other things like acting, fat finger, uh, TV shows, anything like that, is because we could end up not being able to wrestle at any moment because it's so dangerous. It's so, um, you know, it's, it's always a, a 100% chance of you having an injury where you can't wrestle anymore. What are you going to do after wrestling? What are you going to do if you get released? A lot of you guys have gotten released from their companies. You gotta find something that's gonna be able to sustain the income that you're really used to. And that one of the main things is transitioning over to acting, um, doing some type of singing and else. It's there's always ways to make money, it's always ways to keep yourself relevant. But being able to transition to something like that is the most important thing. Yeah. Um I know growing up, the thing that made me really watch wrestling uh was the uh they had the what the little teddy bears, the wrestling teddy bears, what were they called? Slam buddies or something like that? Buddies. Uh, huh? Yeah, slam buddies. Yeah, the little slam, little slam buddies. Uh and I remember in the early nineties, man, where they had the Hulk Hogan cartoon. And uh you would see the uh, macho man Randy Savage doing all these slim gym commercials, bring it to a slim gym. Uh, <laughs> that made really that actually made Slim Jim very very popular um, during that time, man. So I love seeing um, wrestlers and pop culture. Um, and Chris Jericho is an absolute legend. Um, he has his band, and I think he's one of one of few wrestlers where fans sing his entire song while he comes out. It's, you know, and it seems like it's a very great experience. I haven't had the, the opportunity to go to an AEW event, but if I do, I want Chris Jericho there just so I can sing the song Judas. 
I absolutely love that song. I think that's a dope song. Uh, so, you know, him being on The Masked Singer, it was just a great fit. And it's always good to see wrestlers in uh, culture uh, to get put eyes, more eyes on the product. You know what I'm saying? Um, fellas, I don't talk about a lot of matches, but I have to talk about one match in particular uh, on SmackDown that was very, very, very interesting. You had the New Day uh, were backstage. They had a run-in with Imperium. Gunther and uh, Ludwig and uh, Giovanni Vinci saw the boys backstage. Uh, they were calling the New Day clowns, saying that their shells up there for themselves in a, in a sense. And then they were challenged to a match and say, hey, we'll find a partner and meet you in the ring. That partner just so happened to be the monster of all monsters, Braun Strowman. And we had talked about it before, about the possibility of Braun Strowman versus Gunther. And it felt us, it looks like that may happen. Uh, we had a brief interaction within the ring between Gunther and Braun Strowman. And it looked like Gunther didn't want no parts of Braun Strowman. He ran from Braun Strowman most of the match. Gunther is a dominant force in the WWE. I have not seen him run, physically run from anybody except for Braun Strowman. And I thought that was very, very interesting. But I still want to see a one-on-one match between them. And like I've said before, uh, in the infamous words of Big E, Big Me is slapping meat. And I want to see it. I want to see them two go at it. Uh, LP, how excited are you to see a possible Braun Strowman versus Gunther match? I guess I'm gonna be the odd man out once again. I hate Braun Strowman. I'm, I think I want to go ahead. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and mark this. Braun Strowman is trash. I'm sick oh, of Braun. I'm not excited about this match because just like they got Gunther. Gunther will murder Braun Strowman, but of course they're gonna make Braun Strowman like this monster, blah 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 blah. Braun, Braun Strowman is a is a seedless wrestler. He just popper. <laughs> like I, apparently they, they they definitely gonna give him the belt because if they don't give him the belt, there's no reason for him not to be looking over there at Roman. So they got you know they got to make it make sense. He's gonna he's gonna win the belt because it just it just makes sense. But it's like. And Gunther done had the belt for how long now? Uh, a couple of months, man. Uh, he's had it for a while now. Yeah, he they, they probably thought a beef or something with them, but it's like, I'm sorry. I just, if they get rid of uh, Ron Strowman and Matt Riddle, I'll be the happiest wrestling fan from here and, and Liv Morgan, and I'll be the happiest wrestling fan <laughs> of all time. Sir! I'm sorry. I hate Matt Riddle more than anybody I ever hated in the history of wrestling. Why, why, why would y'all hate Matt Riddle? <laughs> He's annoying. And then he don't got no moves. Can he stop doing my boy Randy Orton stuff, please? Oh, man. <laughs> you hate you, you hating on the dude, man. Don't hate on the bro. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Mr. Everything, what do you think about the possibility of Gunther versus Braun Strowman? Uh, it's going to be very interesting to say the least because you do that size men. Like I said, Gunther has not been known to run from anybody. Uh, we watched him give it up tops to uh, Braun Strowman. Had a little bit of face to it, but the it wasn't so much as the chops that were given to Braun Strowman. It's more so the reaction that Gunther had because he realized the chops didn't phase him that much. That's his bread and butter. So now Gunther's got to go to the to the drawing board to figure out how he can get past Braun Strowman if he has to get in the ring. So it's interesting to see how everything's going to happen. Yeah, man. Uh, Chef, big man slapping me. Do you want to see it? <laughs> uh, I told you guys it was going to happen. Uh, I think around episode 10, you guys said you didn't want to see it. But I knew it was going to come. Brown Storm is going to take one of the titles. And the best one was him from the go to was Intercontinental because, yeah, he's a man. And I, uh, the blasphemy you speaking about, Brian Strowman, you crazy. Really? <laughs> Real good. But I want you a Liv Morgan. Kick her out. Kick her out fast. I'd rather see Lil Bow Wow than Liv Morgan. <laughs> what has Brian Strowman really done in his career? Other than turn over trucks and flip over cars. What? Na name the top three things that Brian Strowman has. Think about it now. Let's be real. All right, all right. Let, let's be real. I'll give you. I'll give you something. Number one, the SmackDown champion. Champion. What that mean? He was he was tag team champions with a child, a twelve year old kid. Wait a minute! I, whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, I know you, you don't want to. I, I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to bring it up. That's one of the worst moments. <laughs> don't want to oh, bring it up. Hey, it's an accolade, bro. He Come was on. in one of the most dominant factions in the Wyatt family. In, in my opinion, I think what hurt Braun Strowman the most is the the acts of. How strong he is by flipping over cars and truck. And then he get in the room and looks like he's trying to pick up the thing. I think that's what hurt him the most. So if, if we never had those moments, then everything that he's doing now would be a little bit different. I kind of agree with LP. I think that's why it's, it's so hard for people to get into Braun Strowman because we watched him do these crazy things and so he get in the ring and like a still a struggle there. So. But you have to think about it. Back then, you just had you had Vince McMahon and him writing Braun Strowman stuff. Now you have Triple H. He's adding a little more into it than what you usually do. What he add? What you gonna see? We ain't add nothing. Wait and see. And, and let's not talk about how they already done Brass, my boy, a mom. Like the oh. only way, the only way Gunter may keep the belt is if Omarshaw because like how y'all gonna have this man? He beat he beat Braun at that whole match, lose on some bull, and now he gone. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. All of the former members of the Hurt Business are kind of spending their wheels. Even the great Bobby Lashley is kind of spending his wheels because you don't really quite know where he fits. Oh, you know, you don't quit. You don't quite know where he fits at, man. It just makes more sense for me for uh, to me if MVP petitioned to bring back the Hurt Business and put Bobby, Omos, Shelton, and Cedric together. Since now, the WWE has all of these new factions. The Judgment Day, the OC, the Bloodline, Damage Control, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be some more to pop up soon. You know why they're not going to do that? Because they will be too powerful. The bloodline is powerful right now. Huh? The bloodline is powerful right now. Yeah, but that's and if they need somebody to lose, they got uh, Shelton and Cedric. They they can always lay down for the one, two, three. They ain't got the, the you know Omar saying uh, Bobby ain't got to lose for nothing. You know what I'm saying? They black. Man, they're not gonna get a brother. They're not gonna get a brother's that kind of juice. <laughs> man, I want to see them together, man. I do, and I'm I'm a I'm a advocate for it. I always see MVP riding with Shelton. I mean, ride with uh yeah, ride with Shelton. And I'm like, man, why he is not pushing Shelton too? Like, come on, bro. But I don't know what's within his his limits. You know, his what he can actually do. I would love to see the hurt business form since, like I said, since we have all of these factions. And then you have like Imperium, you know. I, I've always wanted to see the Hurt Business versus the Bloodline. And if you have, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who the Bloodline has. They don't have an answer for Omas. They do not have an answer for Omas. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just be honest with you. Um, Omas work. That's a gun for hire for the Bloodline. And you can see Jimmy and Jay's interactions with Omos like, hey, man, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> we don't want nothing. We allies here. They don't want none of Omos. So I would love to see the reformation of the Hurt Business. And I'm going to always talk about that as long as we have this platform. Because I think that that was the only faction that I've seen that was disbanded way too quick. And they had they had lightning in the bottle. They had gold. Uh, they had revived the, the careers of Shelton and Cedric, uh, and they made Bobby a very strong dominant figure that he currently is now. But like I said, Bobby is kind of spinning his heel, his wheels, uh, even though he does have uh, some very interesting interactions. I don't quite know where Bobby fits. If he's not at the top of the belt, but that's the thing. That's why. That's why they got to separate these belts. I don't know if you guys check that link out that I sent you. Like they originally was supposed to separate the belts and clash to the castle. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be one of the reasons why they lose one of the belts. They really should have did that. Like, if you if y'all notice, they've made the U.S. title the main belt on Raw now. I don't know if y'all noticed, but they've done that in the like, last couple of weeks. That's and I'm main. not mad at that because I remember there was a time period where the U.S. title was 
uh, one of the main belts because the WWE championship was being held hostage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember times where that belt was a workhorse belt, and I'm proud of the, the representatives that they have for that belt because if they had somebody else holding that belt, I don't think people would really care about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, if they had somebody like a, I don't know. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura had it, and then nobody really cared. They need to bring him in. Hey man, Shinsuke, Shinsuke, Shinsuke did a lot with every belt that he had. I would you know have to say. I'm talking about like you talking about like a big person holding it. Like you know, he's not a he's not a major. Yeah. Uh, who let who's the Dana Brooke of the men's division? Like to, okay, uh, as much as I love him, Akira Tozawa, yeah. right? If Akira Tozawa had the U.S. title, I don't think that I would look at it the same way. And I love Akira Tozawa. I think that he is a very great actor, uh, and he's a, a great wrestler. Um, he's he's funny, man. And I think him being with our truth with the twenty four seven segments have really brought his character out. Um, he's been having some interactions with Baron Corbin, uh, with with the, the poker scene, uh, and, and probably one of his most hard fight fought matches with Baron Corbin. Um, and then recently he just dyed his hair and got you know a whole new outfit, got rid of the ninja outfit. But as much as I love Akira Tozawa, like that's almost like giving him the U.S. title. Does that puts validity on that belt? Bobby put validity on that belt. Seth puts validity on the U.S. title. When AJ Styles had it, uh, when John Cena had it, they put a lot of prestige on the U.S. title. And so Seth having the belt, it makes sense to me. Uh, and now with War Games, uh, Survivor Series War Games, we, we have a match between Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory. We're gonna go into predictions uh, a little bit later on, but um, I think that's 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 very interesting, gentlemen. Very interesting. Um, last hot topic. We talked about it last week. I said, do you guys want to see a match between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt? Well, fellas. This past Friday, there was an interaction in the ring with Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, man, do I have that clip? I have a, 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 a voice clip uh, of that interaction. So I want you guys to check it out and listen to the interaction between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. For that, I just want to... Now we're even. Apology accepted. Apology accepted, okay? That's it. We're done. I can go my way. You can go yours.
even. Look, man. There's a lot I want to do to you right now, and I'm not going to, okay? I'm going to fight all these urges, my brother. But listen, the decision you're about to make right now is going to change the rest of your life. You understand me? We're even. Uh, if you guys didn't see that clip, what happened was there was interaction between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Um, Bray Wyatt comes out. Uh, he's talking to the fans. L.A. Knight interrupts, comes up and says, hey, I know you respect me because I didn't fear you. I looked in your eyes and I could tell that you know I didn't fear you, so you respect me. Uh, what happened in a, a backstage segment a week ago, there was uh, L.A. Knight approached Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt headbunted L.A. Knight in the face, knocked him out clean. So now this interaction between these two and Bray Wyatt gets slapped by L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight was like, hey, we're even now. I got you. You got me. We're even. Bray Wyatt was like, look, man, it's a lot of stuff I want to do to you right now, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So we're even. He stuck out his hand to shake his hand. And Bray Wyatt gets slapped twice <laughs> by L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight ran off and said, two for one special. This got me interested. In these two characters, I think that this is going to be really better than what we think it's going to be. It's Chef, going I see you shaking your head, man. What do you think about this interaction between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt? It's going to be a massacre. <laughs> oh, my God. Bray is about to break that boy. All, all his alter ego is going to come out at once and he's going to break that boy. Listen, did you see the stare? The icy, dead, cold-hearted stare that Bray Wyatt gave him? Um, that's, a, that's a look of someone who will kill you. <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, LP, what do you think about this interaction between LA Knight and Bray Wyatt? Uh, I think they're trying to make people interested, but everybody knows it's going to be a squash match. I'm pretty sure that match is gonna be under five minutes. If 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 it's five minutes, because there's no way you can't you can't have a long match because it's gonna make Bray look normal, and everybody knows he's not supposed to be normal. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a squash match, no doubt about it. Oh man, Mister Everything, do you have any interest in this LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt interaction? Um, 
it's kind of giving me the rock and mankind right now. Um, I can see Bray Wyatt talking every night until they have a match. Only way Bray Wyatt should go on it is if one of his uncle egos gets involved. Um, maybe Uncle Howdy. You still have to figure that out. Why have we gotten to the Uncle Howdy thing? So, um, but then we should just stuff with that first. Kind of let that go. Let's figure out what's going on with that. And then move on to getting into Right now, it's too early. It doesn't make sense. Nobody's really interested. Nobody really cares. So, uh-uh. yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting with the two slaps because I don't. I didn't think anybody had the guts to really walk up to Bray Wyatt and slap him in his face twice. So I'm interested to see where that goes because L.A. Knight is a really good character. And if you guys aren't familiar with L.A. Knight's work, he's a good in-ring wrestler, but he's a better storyteller. He's an even better storyteller. So I'm interested to see what this interaction is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a good showing for Bray Wyatt, and it's going to be a good match for uh, some of the psychology that he, that he has inside the ring. So... L.A. Knight versus Bray Wyatt is something that I know I'm now interested in and I want to see that. Oh, man. So, fellas, War Games is upon us. And uh, (laughs) we wanted to do something a little different. Um, And I want to do a War Games fantasy team okay uh so i'm going to show this list that was put out i believe by sports Keter. uh let me go to it real quick so i can show you guys what it looks like um boom you have to pick your Squad. All right. On the top row. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Good. On the top row, we have Brock Lesnar, Gunther, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Drew McIntyre. On the second row, we have Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Sami Zayn, Karrion Cross, and Bobby Lashley. On the next row, we have Braun Strowman, AJ Styles, Johnny Gargano, Sheamus, and Theory. Under that, we have uh, LP's favorite wrestler, Matt Riddle, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, Damian Priest, The Miz, Butch. And then on the last row, we have soggy-ass Dominic Mysterio, Ridge Holland, Kevin Owens, Omos, and Baron Corbin. Fellas, you got to make a pick. You got five wrestlers to put on your ultimate War Games squad. Uh, I think we should each go around and pick somebody from each row. This is going to be interesting. 
Because if somebody picks your pick, you have to automatically go with someone else. All right? Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and start the round table with Chef. Oh, me? Roman Reigns. Chef got Roman. All right. LP, who you got? Let me get Brock. Come on, man. Come on. Brock. All right. Mr. Everything, who you got? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with Drew McIntyre on that one. He took your vote. I'm going to have to put Drew on my team. All right. Uh, Chef, who you got? Second row. Hey. Well, we got, I thought we would rotate. Chef, who people get? Oh, okay, we'll rotate. We'll rotate. Uh, I'm sorry, LP. LP, who you got in the second row? Give me Bobby Lashley. Come on. Bobby Lashley. All right. Uh, so, LP. LP got Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Mr. Everything, who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. All right. So, you got um, Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn. Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn. Uh, my, I got Drew McIntyre, and you know what? Let me get a Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Come on now, Seth. Who you got? Who you second row? I got Finn. You got Finn Balor. All right, all right, cool. Um, let me go. Mm, okay, let me go. Me. Uh, third row. Give me. Braun Strowman, the monster of all monsters. Chef, who you got? Third row. I'll take Seamus. Seamus, okay. LP, who you got? Give me AJ Styles. Stop playing. AJ Styles, all right. And uh, Mr. Everything, who you got? Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, all right. Oh, man. I'm just letting y'all know my squad is looking pretty damn beefy right now. Uh... <laughs> Chef, fourth mm. row, who you got? I'll take Damon Priest. Yeah, I want a Damon Priest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> LP, who you got? Give me Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. I uh, missed everything. Who you got, brother? Brother Butch. Butch? Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Matt Riddle. All right. <laughs> And last but not least, I'm going to start with Mr. Everything. Who you got? Kevin Owens. Kevin oh. Owens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Chef, Chef, who you got? Uh, I will have to take Omos on that one. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. LP, who you got? Um, Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin. All right. <laughs> man, y'all are horrible, man. Y'all left me with soggy ass Dominic. All right, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ridge Holland, man. You know, Ridge Holland. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my so my war game squad, and we're gonna say who our squad is, and then ultimately I'm gonna end up smashing all y'all. But my no. squad is Drew McIntyre, Bray Wyatt. Ron Strowman, Matt Riddle, and Ridge Holland. I got some heavy hitters, Jack. Uh, Chef, who's your squad? Roman Reigns, Finn Ballard, 
What? <laughs> Damien Priest and Omas. All right, you know he, he got a he got a pretty squad. LP, your squad is who? I got Brock freaking Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, one of the greatest athletes of all time, AJ Styles. I got damn overseas Shinsuke Nakamura, and I got the baddest villain to ever step in the villainy, Baron Corbin. Come on, man. Mr. Everything, who was your squad? All right, I got Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Johnny Gargano, Butch, and Kevin Owens. Oh, you getting smashed. You're not even realizing these guys have the intelligence. They have the, the endurance, and three of them have been in war games. So they know what it's all about. They've been in war games before. So I got the, I got the full advantage. You can Kevin Owens can be by, by himself. Your team gets <laughs> these guys out the first time they get in the ring, as soon as they get in the ring, you're not knocking them out, you're in trouble. Forget about it. If you're not knocking them out as soon as they get in the ring, you're in trouble. Forget about it. we got that on the line. Your team Man. Your team is match. And I'm sorry. All that experience and stuff, that goes out the window when you get kicked in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? This was uh, a race. If this was a foot race, then your team will win because you got some fast people on your team. You got some very fast people on your squad. Smart too. They're smart. They know how to utilize anything and everything. So that can have those big strong guys. Listen, no, we, we got that on a lot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can say whatever you want. We got that online. Oh, I, I, man. I want to know who on y'all team is gonna take Lesnar and Lashley full blast. Come on, man. Look at look at what look at what Brock did hey. in the Royal Rumble. And you I got I got Drew McIntyre, who has beaten all of them, and I also have Braun Strowman on my team who has beaten them too. So uh, I got two former WWE champions on my squad. Uh, I'm smashing everybody. I, I mean, who who got Brock again? Who, uh, okay. You got Brock. Brock on your squad? Brock and Bobby, man. Come on, them two. And, and let, let them be the first two numbers that come on my team. Ain't nobody going to be left. Hey, bro. I was, I was aiming for Brock, Bobby, and Omos. I was like, if I got them... Ain't nobody on earth standing against my team. I'm sorry. If I had Brock Bobby and Omos, oh my God. Oh my God. It was going to be horrible. I it can't believe be you picked Butch. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> these, these dudes have been in war games. Okay. Think about it. I can see why you chose that. But if you didn't if you didn't know that Butch was five, well, five foot two, it wouldn't matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bobby and Omos are in the first, they're the first ones in the ring. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. All of my guys got to sit back. All they got to do is sit back and let them beat each other up. You got to worry about women. They move around them. They, they knock them out, hit them down, keep them down. By the time I, my whole crew get in there, all your guys are tired. All your guys are tired. This Monday night, we saw a taste 
of what a Johnny Gargano versus Omos would look like. It was not pretty. Immediately, <laughs> <laughs> listen. It's a marathon. It's not a race. It's not a sprint. You guys can have the big guys all you want. They have to. They have to last about twenty. Minutes. They have Damn. to last for about twenty or thirty minutes before Damn. they. What are you gonna do? What do out of bloodline? Roman gonna get smacked. Sit back and Superman punch everybody. <laughs> how many times did Brock? How many times did Brock make Roman his bitch? <laughs> and how many times did Brock win? Um, Brock beat him all the time. What are you talking about? You're crazy, oh, man. Who got the uh, championships? And then and then Bobby Lashley, then Bobby Lashley put uh Drew McIntyre out. Then he beat him, beat him, and take him out one time. I could have sworn that was him. I can't remember. And I could have swore uh, the Roman Reigns Superman punched uh, Bobby Lashley in hell. Put him out. What episode was that? <laughs> Brock and, and Roman. He beat Brock we and We suppose our squad's on the on the page and let, and let people vote on who they think got the best team. I have the first champion. That's what we're going to do. So, best step nation, we're going to post uh, our war games teams online and i want you to vote and see who has the most deadliest dominant squad this squad is so and it definitely ain't this guy because he got all little people on his team <laughs> he will not be winning this but we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt i'm gonna throw this out there who's the wrestler on this, on this, on this panel. What does that mean? What does that got to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> we well, all understand that you we a wrestler. You, put, you had those poor choices. Your big man is Damian Priest. Damian Priest is your big man. That's your powerhouse. That's my big man. That's your big man. His big man is Kevin Owens. Yes. Y'all can precise all you want. You guys ain't got the endurance to last for about 30 minutes for the match at the start. Damn it, Priest, dude. All right, fellas. Well, look, let's get into the real thing. We got war games coming on Saturday. Uh, let's go over uh, war games predictions. Uh, we got Team Bianca. Versus damage control with Rhea Ripley. Uh, Chef Showtime, who you got? Team Bianca or damage control? Team Bianca. Team Bianca. All right, cool. Uh, LP, who you got? Team Bianca or you got damage control? Bianca, because Beth Phoenix is going to be the fifth person. They're not bringing in another person, bringing this to have a lead. Hmm. I was thinking that it might be Sasha, but we'll see. Uh, Mr. Everything, who you got? You got Team Bianca or Damage Control? Well, I got to go with Team Bianca. If they do bring Sasha, if they might go with Damage Control, if Sasha's going to turn on them, but I got to go with Team Bianca. I think it's going to be Bianca. I got a feeling it's going. It's not even going to be none of them. It got to be Bianca, Becky. It's going to be Becky. It's going to be Becky. It's going to be Becky. I don't know, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair can show up and he's going to be a uh, face. 
Mm-hmm. Was Charlotte, but was Charlotte jump ship to to Raw versus being on the biggest show SmackDown? And does it does, is this still a brand? It doesn't even matter now. I don't think it matters no more. I think it do. I'm not sure. That's no, not a brand. All right. Uh we got Brawling Brutes with Drew McIntyre and KO versus the Bloodline. Chef Showtime, who you got? The ones. Oh, the Bloodline. All right. Uh, LP, you got the Brawling Brutes with Drew McIntyre and KO versus the Bloodline. Who you got? I got the Brutes. So this is where this is the match where the Bloodline gonna start falling apart in the story. Mm. <laughs> the <Jenny> has spoken. <laughs> uh, Mister Everything, Brawling Brutes with Drew McIntyre and KO versus Bloodline. Who you got? I'm torn. I cannot hear a word that you're saying. I've been struggling this whole podcast to understand what you've been saying. This guy wanted to dump on Charlie Brown. Brawling Brutes. Everybody. Oh, man. I think well, first of all, I'm going to go Team Bianca for the first one. I think Bianca's team is going to pull that off, even though Damage Control has a pretty strong team, and they also have Rhea Ripley on there, who is the decision maker on any squad. Uh, for this one, I'm going to actually have to go with the bloodline on that one because, man, I think it's going to be something between Sami Zayn and uh, KO, and then Sami is going to have to play uh, – Prove his allegiance to the squad uh, and and pull off a win for the bloodline. Sammy is very crafty. The Brawl and Brutes don't have anybody on their team that is crafty other than KO. But I can see something going on between Sammy and KO. And I believe what ILP said, he might be correct on uh, that saying that um, that it's going to be a, a little friction within the bloodline moving forward. Uh, fellas, we got the women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Shotzi versus Ronda. Not sure if you guys care about this match at all. Uh, I certainly don't. But let's go around the table. Shotzi versus Ronda. Chef, who you got? Ronda. Ronda. Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah, Shotzi is going to have some trouble uh, with um with uh, the equalizer on the outside that Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey has in Shayna Baszler. Um, LP, Shotzi versus Ronda, who you got? Yeah, I don't care, but I guess Ronda. I hope it's the first match. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Let's go to the wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Mr. Everything, who you got? Shotzi versus Ronda. Ronda. Yeah, uh, I don't see in any universe where uh, Ronda loses the belt to Shotzi. Uh, I don't see that happening, and I don't see WWE really pushing Shotzi like that. Uh, her entrance is is getting not the best response I can see from a lot of crowds. At first, it was very entertaining, and 
and all that. But now I look at the fans now, and <laughs> it, they're not really that impressed. The more that they see the tank, and the more that they see Shasi, she's going to really have to step up her game. She got this big shot in the uh, the SmackDown Women's uh, Championship match with Ronda Rousey. She stayed down. She she kept pushing, persevering, and now she has her shot. I want to see what she does with it. But I'm not in, I'm not that impressed with Shotzi's wrestling ability. Um, I haven't really seen a lot from her, to be honest with you. But uh, hopefully it's a good match, and hopefully it's the sleeper man. You got Ronda versus Shotzi. Give me Ronda Rousey all day, every day. Uh, we have a big sleeper uh, in the AJ Styles versus Finn Balor match. I want to see. What you guys think about this? Because on any other promotion, man, this will be top billing. Chef Showtime, well, you got AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. AJ. Got AJ? All right, Chef got AJ. All right. LP, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Who you got? AJ. AJ, all right. Uh, Mr. Everything, AJ versus Finn Balor. Who you got, sir? AJ. AJ. Man, a bunch of AJ fans. I ain't got no no faith in, in Judgment Day. <laughs> no faith in Finn Balor. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go with the mob on this one and go AJ Styles for the win. Um. And the last match, which I think might be match of the night, we got Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory. Chef Showtime, who you got? Bobby. Yeah, Bobby for the win. All right. LP, who you got versus the in the Bobby versus Seth versus Theory match? I don't think it makes no sense, but and I'm not going for him, but I, I think Austin's going to do it because it just makes sense of where they're trying to send him. That if he don't win this belt, like, well, what does this guy got left? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's looking like bum-ass Corbin all over again. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Everything, Bobby versus Seth versus Theory. Who you got? Seth Christian Rollins. Uh, I think I'm going to have to agree with you, sir, and I'm going to have to go Seth freaking Rollins, man. Seth is hotter than ever. Although I think Theory might just pull off a great performance. He might even pull off the win, but I'm going to go ahead and go with Seth Rollins. I agree with LP. I can see the trajectory that they're trying to push Austin Theory after losing everything. He looks a lot more dangerous. Uh, as a heel, uh, he looks good. He put up the cell phone. He's not doing selfies anymore. He looks like a star. I'm, I, I'm excited to see where this theory goes. He's not the same kid that everybody was talking about before. So I think theory is ready. But I'm not sure if this Bobby and Seth, that's a deadly combination, man. So theory is really going to have to step up and really show out during this master show that he is a main event player. All right. 
Uh, fellas, man, it's a little late in the show. Uh, it's going uh, a little bit over, but we got to go ahead and get into it for this week's matches. Uh, we got to go to Mr. Everything. Getting to ask you, Mr. Everything, what was this week's match of the week? Uh, so this week has been pretty slow as far as matches and, and, and WWE and everything else. Um, but I gotta give it to I gotta give this week's match of the week to uh Austin Theory and uh Mustafa Ali. Uh these guys went out there and really did really well. And then I gotta give also an honorable mention to Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, who also went out there. Uh, and did really well. So those four gentlemen, or those three gentlemen, um, congratulations! You are this week's match of the week. Uh, that is awesome. I thought both of those matches were really good. Uh, Mustafa Ali, they're really pushing Mustafa Ali, and I'm I'm happy. I'm not sure if the fans have gotten behind Mustafa Ali completely yet. Um, they're trying, and uh, they're really playing at this angle of him having the heart of a champion and and being a, a, a fighting wrestler man and uh he got demolished the last three weeks but he's been having some banger matches and Ali is one of those guys who can really go i think if he was a little bit taller and a little bit bigger he would he would definitely be in contention for some championships uh but i like ali all together man i think they're trying to push them let's see where that goes um i got to go to lp been a lot of moments in wrestling and we have to ask the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast lp what was your best damn wrestling moment uh i guess to keep it to what we're talking about i guess kevin owens showing up you know i'm a big kevin owens fan him showing up joining that squad was a big moment because i really think they're gonna finally go ahead and start pushing toward this story Changes on the bloodline. Bloodline get kind of stale, so they need to do something in the mix. And I think this is the pay per view where they finally go. Uh, I definitely agree with you. Uh, KL showing up was a great moment. I was wondering who was who they were going to pair with and with the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre. I was like, it has to be somebody that fit that brawling kind of attitude, and I was I couldn't quite figure out who it was so when i saw ko i'm like okay that was a smart decision that makes sense they look good together uh and ko uh if nobody else can talk ko can talk and he can wrestle um and he can really carry storylines so i'm interested to see where that goes ko and roman definitely still have beef uh ko is the one that really pushed roman reigns to his limits uh, and if KO would have won one of those matches, then we wouldn't have this historic run that Roman Reigns and the Bloodline have been on. So I'm definitely excited to see KO come back. I think that the War Games match is going to be absolutely brutal. I think KO and uh, and Butch are the only two that have competed in a War Games match. So. We will see how that goes and how that experience carries these gentlemen in this war games match. So if we're talking about experience with the match, I think that the brawling brutes, Drew McIntyre and KO have the edge in that because none of the bloodline members 
have been in this type of a match before. All right. Keeping with our holiday theme, uh, we got to go to the chef of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast and ask Chef Showtime, what was your best <laughs> damn recipe? <clears throat> Today, I got I gave you guys a a two for one special, <laughs> like La Knight said, <laughs> a two for. <laughs> today I'm uh, today today I'm making a, a deep fried Cajun turkey. It's it's fire. Like it's it's juicy. Yeah, like if you do it wrong, you might blow up your whole kitchen. If you do it the right way, your whole kitchen gonna be asleep by the end of the night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I got it a deep fried turkey. Then I have the double layer pumpkin uh, cheesecake. Both of the recipes are on the page, and it's delicious. I just can't wait to eat it. I'm smelling it right now, and I'm sitting right in the kitchen smelling it. I'm getting hungry. Oh, man. Uh, you say you're doing a deep-fried Cajun turkey? Yeah. Man, listen, you know how many people I've seen blow up their houses and lose their eyebrows trying to, trying to deep-fry a turkey? Because they do it the wrong way. Like when you put a deep fried turkey, you're supposed to dry it. Ain't supposed. You make sure there's no parts of it in the inside frozen. Because if it does, it's gonna pop and it's gonna shoot straight up. You know, just make sure it's dry. Then when you hit that, well, you, you hear it. You, you can know. You gonna know it's good. Yeah, man. Deep fried turkey uh, is a southern staple. Um, I love deep fried turkey. I think it's very delicious. Uh, I thought about deep frying the turkey, but I might just smoke a turkey on the grill <laughs> uh, and just do it that way. But that sounds absolutely d delicious. Um, if you don't want to uh, fry your turkey, you can still put the marinade on it and then bake it if you would like to. That way you ain't got to blow up your house and your neighbors ain't got to call the fire department. So, Chef, thank you. <laughs> for that recipe uh, and you can find that on the BD Wrestling Podcast page. Fellas, uh, it has been a great show. Uh, pretty long show. But man, it's the holidays and this is a holiday special. Uh, so fellas, let's go around the table and let the people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Chef. Right now I'm cooking. For Thanksgiving, I'm still like in that teetering phase thinking about opening my kitchen back. But you can find me on Facebook at Dante Kitchen or you can Dante Carter. You can find me on uh, Twitch show at Chef Showtime. You can find me on a uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, beautiful people, best damn nation, go follow Chef Showtime. And see what he's cooking for Thanksgiving. LP, uh, what you got going on and where can the people find you? Uh, just shooting like always, every day, in day, every night. Uh, you can find my Instagram, one click to talk to sheep. Anything I got going on, you can always find up on there. All right. Uh, and Mr. Everything, what you got going on and where can the people find you? 
Well, you can find me tomorrow in my mother's kitchen on the floor, past because I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be full and happy. Uh, I got a couple things going on with the Toya narrative coming up this Friday. Uh, and other than that, you guys can follow me on Instagram official underscore Mister Everything, and on TikTok official underscore Mister Everything underscore VA. All right. Uh, and my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on all platforms. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, all of the following at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow the show and become a part of the best damn nation, follow our social media page you can follow us on instagram at the best damn wrestling podcast you can follow us on our facebook page at best damn wrestling you can follow us on our facebook group slash page at the best the wrestling podcast you can follow us on twitter at best damn crew and you can follow us on twitch at the best damn wrestling podcast and if you want to support the show you can go to our patreon www.patreon.com the best damn wrestling podcast for as little as five dollars five times five times five times uh you can support your boys uh we got all kind of goodies and knickknacks and treats for you we got cups hoodies shirts uh mugs all kind of stuff for you so go to www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and support your boys you can also go to our website www.thebestdamnwrestlingpodcast.live to make donations and support the show fellas it's been great um matter of fact since it is thanksgiving do you guys have a final word for Thanksgiving. Uh, let me go, Chef Showtime. Be thankful for your family and people around you. That's good peoples. I know that's right. Uh, LP, what you got for the peoples? Um, just never complain. Be everything you got, you got for a reason. Be happy for it. You want something more, just keep on pushing to get it. All right. Uh, Mr. Everything. What message you got for the beautiful people? I just speak conscious of the people who do not have families to go to. Uh, who can help somebody out, do it. If not, you know, at least be, be sensitive to the fact that you have family to go to. So. Yeah. Um, and my word of advice would be never to trust a fart after you eat beans on the holidays. Beautiful people! We will see you next week on the next best damn wrestling podcast.